From Luminary Media, this is Karamo. You know I'm all about helping you get to the emotional core of what's happening in your life. And on this show, you're able to call in and speak directly to me to get advice to navigate those hard issues that you're going through. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey friends, thank you for tuning in to Karamo. This is a three-part episode about relationships. I get tons of messages from different people that all sound the same, asking me how to deal with an issue they are having when it comes to what I like to call the I-2-3 of relationships. The I is your intimate relationships. The relationship you have with your boo, your bae, your fiance, spouse, or partner. What differentiates this relationship from others is you and your intimate partner engage in consensual sexual activity. Now, the two is your friendship relationships. There is no sex, though there may be intimacy. Then there is the three, which is an intimate relationship or friendship where there is a third factor that cannot be removed that is influencing how the relationship happens. And most importantly, that keeps you bonded. You know, and what we always need to remember is that When it comes to relationships, we all put different values on what our relationships mean to us versus what it means to others in our life. That is why it's so important to truly have clarity in your relationship. So today, I'm going to be answering questions about the I, the intimate relationships. You know, the ones with your boo, your bae, your fiancé. And joining me in studio is my boo, my bae, my fiancé. Ian Jordan. Hey, baby. Hey, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I love my sugar. My sugar is, um, so I call him sugar because he's white and sweet. And he doesn't usually get in front of the camera. Um, I force him a lot to be in front of the camera because I like people to know my baby. I'm proud of him. And um, But he is um, an assistant director. He works in television. And we met almost... 12 years ago, 13 years ago, yeah. we were in West Hollywood and we ran in similar circles. But I was dating someone, and so you were off limits to me. Though I used to give you looks at the club. Yeah, I used to see you out and about. He used to be walking around. Um, we traveled in the same circles, but I was in a relationship, and my, the guy I was in a relationship with knew that I sort of had eyes for Ian, so he was very much off limits. Do you remember that? I do remember. And I thought you had. I eyes remember for me. Halloween. What was happening Halloween? 
What happened? Now, I remember seeing you on like a particularly I remember seeing you on Halloween and I was dressed as Captain Morgan. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I remember that. That was the worst costume ever. But it should have told me a lot because my baby does like a cocktail. I liked my costume. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and your baby do but, like a cocktail. <laughs> but but you also said that your friend told you that you couldn't talk to me because... You were crazy Karamo. <laughs> crazy Karamo from the real world. From the real world, yes. right. Okay. I mean, I knew you were on the real world, but... Yeah. Like, my friends called you crazy Karamo. Listen, we all had passed. I- I'm not going to say that I was like... This, this, see, this is what I need people to understand. When I'm talking about growth and becoming a better person, it's because I've lived it, okay? Yes. For I, sure. I was crazy Karamo back in the day. In my 20s, I was quick to cuss you out. I was quick to drink too much. I was quick to dabble in drugs. I was quick to fight. I was I was crazy. Yeah. But look at me now, okay? So uh, not only were you off limits for me because you had a man, but because you I was were crazy, crazy Karamo. <laughs> <laughs> but we then reconnected um, years later after I became a father. We hadn't seen each other. And I saw you again in that same neighborhood in yeah. West Hollywood. I remember California. I came out of the bar. I was with a friend of mine. Why did we always have to end up at a bar? Um, I came out of a <laughs> bar with a friend of mine, and somebody just scooped me up off the sidewalk. Like, and I was in mid-conversation, and all of a sudden, I'm like up in the air. It and I was, was like, me, y'all, because I'm who? strong. I was like, who is picking me up? <laughs> it was me. And he started hit me on the head and saying, put me down. And then once I put him down, he saw my charming, beautiful face. And, and you like, said, I'm so happy to see you, which yeah. completely caught me off guard. Yep. Because we hadn't really spoken. And then listen to this, people. Y'all, get close to the speaker. This jackass then played me. I did not Did not you. return my calls. I called him. <laughs> I invited him to a party. And he decided to ghost me. So here's what really happened. You, that's what happened. You ghosted me. So I get invited to his birthday party. And he, you ghosted me. He had rented a house in Malibu. And you ghosted me. Invented his birthday party, which was next day. I think it was like a, I think it was Sunday. Which you ghosted me on. So I did what anybody would do. I picked up the computer, opened up Facebook, and there's Karamo Brown in a relationship. Yes, that a, a status that I hadn't changed in like <laughs> nine years. Nonetheless, he ghosted me. But you know what? Just like... Every person who falls and bump their head, eventually they regain consciousness and they realize they don't want to miss out on a treasure, a jewel. And I wouldn't do that. Oh, oh, I was just joking there, but you're a sweetheart. <laughs> I am the one that has a treasure. You're beautiful. And then we started dating after... I got those assumptions out of him. We've been together for eight years. We are... But literally, we started talking on the phone maybe a few days after that incident. Yes. Uh-huh. And we have not missed a day. Yeah. Communication is a big part of our relationship. We probably... We talk every Even to this day. day yeah, we talk, we talk day. several times a day and text all day long. Yeah. And not in like a weird way like, no. hey, I'm at work. Can you please? But it's more so like you have to be able to check in and be able to discuss... What's going on, what you're feeling at all times, and feel as if you can do that in a safe, judgment-free way. And we are really good at that. He can express whatever's on his mind. I can say whatever's on my mind. And I want to let you know that is years of training and trying. That didn't just it, come overnight. No. Okay? Particularly for me. Like, it was... It communication was, uh, was real tough in the beginning for me. Girl, let me <laughs> tell y'all. It was like pulling teeth to get 
This man. I still have my moment. I still have my moment. Communicate what's going on. So let me let y'all know really quickly. He is one of those guys that literally it is. What are you thinking? And then all of a sudden he's like, uh, you know, uh, I, uh, I, and I have to be like, are you thinking about what I just said? What are you? It's it's like pulling teeth to get him to communicate about his feelings. But you are getting better, and I appreciate it. Well, it only took me eight years, so. <laughs> <laughs> but you made it. But I made okay? it. Okay? Damn it. I made what it. I tell people, grow at your own pace, not anybody else's, okay? Yeah. You are growing at your own pace, and I appreciate that. So, you know, we are talking about intimate relationships today, and I thought that you could help me answer questions of my friends. Yeah, let's do it. Because we have had um, our issues, mm-hmm. as we kind of just talked about with communication and other things, and I think it's important for people to see that even healthy relationships don't always start as healthy relationships. Right. Just to let you know, friends, as we talk about part I, two, and three, nothing is off limits. Nothing is off limits. So, Ian, say yes. as you will, and I will say as I will. We are open books. We think, because I believe that that's the only way our friends can truly learn is if we're open about it. Right. Because too many times people in relationships like to pretend like everything is okay, especially in intimate relationships, yet they are having issues and issues. And then everybody in their well, lives it's is like, like... It's working through those issues that really is, you know, what is the most important thing. Of course. So, you ready to help me answer questions? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right. Hey, friends. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, let's get to these questions. The first one comes from a woman by the name of Katie. Katie says, my boyfriend and I have been together for almost two years. He has some annoying habits that irritate me so much. I do love him, and we don't argue that much, but his habits annoy me so much. What should I do? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, she said annoys me a couple of times. A couple of times. So clearly, Katie, you are annoyed. But I wish I knew what those habits were. It, yeah, it, it would be great to have context of what those habits are. Um, but the thing is, is that, y- first of all, you have to make a decision for yourself, Katie, is what is it that you're willing to put up with where you're not compromising your happiness and your health? And if the things that annoy you about what he's doing Don't compromise your happiness and health, and you believe that you two can grow together through those. The next step is just to communicate with him in a way that's not going to attack him. And the way to do that is by not bringing up everything that annoys him all in one sitting. Because we like to do that. We like to talk about everything at once. So bring up something that is a smaller issue before you start going to the bigger issues. Like build to it so the person doesn't feel attacked. I was just going to say, yeah, because if you unload all at once— like, yes. I mean, see, that goes back to communication, too, because if you communicate these things as they come up versus hold them all in and then it becomes like something that's really pent up and then you unload, then yep. it becomes an attack. Worst thing, worst thing, worst thing. But within that, as you start to express what those things are so that you all can discuss them and hopefully grow through them and find some type of compromise, you also have to be willing to allow him to express one thing that is about you that may annoy him. Because a lot of times we want to point the finger and then we don't want to hear the opposite. So I'm almost sure, Katie, if you're annoyed, there's things that you do that is annoying to him. And that is just human nature, but you have to be open to the space of saying, you can say something to me as well and not get defensive. 
And if you think that you're going to get defensive or if you think he's going to get defensive, it's always good to have a third party there who can sort of act as a mediator, who can make sure that you both are hearing each other. Right. And I feel like if it's something, you have to be open to the idea that it may not be something that you think is irritating. But if it's irritating the other person, you have to be willing to accept that that is bothersome for them. Next question. You ready, baby? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. I feel like I'm in a game show. <laughs> um, I'll take communication for 500. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a cornball. I love it. All right, next one. This one comes from Jeremy. Jeremy says, my wife and I have been married for seven years, but her parents are really conservative and say things that I find really offensive. It's affecting our relationship because she won't stand up to them, so I end up feeling alone when I try to fight them. What should I do? Ooh, that's a hard one. Ian? Yes. I'm bringing it up with you because... Oh, I know, because... You have conservative family members. I do. And it always surprised me. I, I guess growing up, I grew up in such a liberal family. Um, you know, my mom was in the arts, my dad was an educator, and... But just... I think in the past few years, I don't know if it's the current political climate that makes people feel comfortable, um, but we'll just be in casual conversation at a holiday and something that I, I would not believe to be, somebody would just blurt something out that I would b- find completely offensive. And I have to admit, it was tough for me to try to address, you know, because it's it's one of those things where you know, this person's been in your life for probably 35 years. And it's a kind of thing like you don't want to believe that the person's actually espousing those things. But at the same time, you don't want to like cause rifts in yeah. the family. And- Listen, I- I'm on the other side. So, Jeremy, I'm kind of with you as we just heard. My partner has conservative family <laughs> members. And so you can just imagine how it is when – my black gay ass goes around those conservative family members. And we have very, very different views. But I think what Ian just said was really important. From his perspective and from your wife's perspective, it's jarring to them. They might have spent many years around this individual and might not have believed that this behavior is truly who this person is. See, they know this person in a different way. They have interacted with this person every single day and see them outside of that political view. And you are stepping into it seven years. So now this is all you know about this person. Oh, or right. It is. They know them. So his wife knows her parents. It's his wife's parents, right? Yep. So she knows them. In As her more, loving but parents. But also more in a fully rounded fully way. Fully rounded way. And Jeremy, you walk in and you're like, seven years. All I know is you are saying things that I find offensive. And so I think the first step for me is having a clear conversation about with your wife of how she can support you in these moments. You have to create clear boundaries. Your your fight is not with the parents. Any issues you're having are with your wife. So when you're feeling uncomfortable and alone, as you said, it's because you're not being supported by your wife. And so you have to start there. And maybe she can just respectfully talk to her parents and say, hey, when we come over for dinner, let's not talk about politics. That's kind of the boundary, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You want to take one more before we take a break? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, This one is from Stacy. 
Stacy said, I have gained extra weight and I don't feel like my boyfriend is sexually attracted to me. I dressed up in lingerie to make myself feel sexier and he doesn't respond the way I'd hope he would. And then I start to feel less attractive. My self-esteem is suffering and our sex life is suffering. <sighs> okay, Stacy. I have a couple things about Stacy. So I kind of understand about Stacy because um, from the time you and I started dating till now, I gained a few pounds that made me feel uncomfortable. If I was to take a survey of most men and women in relationships, and most people don't mind extra weight on somebody, especially when you're in love. I, I think we have this ideal, ideal from the media that, like, right. we all want super skinny right. or whatever. Like, I have never been in a relationship where someone has gained extra weight around their stomach or hips or wherever, where I'm like, ugh. It's like, okay. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's do this. A little, you more, know what I mean? little more cushion. Yeah. Um, um, but the other thing I was going to say about Stacey is that – and. You know, I don't know Stacy, but and she said she dressed up in lingerie to make herself feel better. But and and she to didn't make herself feel sexier. To make herself feel sexier, um, but maybe, and I don't know Stacy, but maybe that was dressing up was maybe out of character for her, and maybe that's why she didn't get the response that she thought she was going to get. But she also said to make herself feel sexy, to make herself feel sexier. Yep. There you go, sugar. So There you go. Come on, <laughs> my baby. I see you. There you go. That's what I want to focus on. You feeling sexy is not actually something physical. It is what you think about yourself. So when you dressed up, you really actually weren't dressing up for yourself, though you said it. Because you then said your response was, I hoped he would have felt the same way. So you were putting his value system above your own. And that's where you have to work on. For you to feel sexy, you need to start to fall back in love with yourself. The first thing you have to do is you have to look at your body and confidence fall. confidence is attractive to people. Confidence is attractive to people, but confidence is also attractive when you look at yourself. Self-love is beautiful. So you need to look in the mirror and fall in love, Stacey, with what those parts of your body that you think are not good. You have to tell yourself that those parts of your body are beautiful. You know, the beauty of weight is that if we're on a journey to change in a healthy way for ourselves, that's okay. But it's also okay to love where you are right now, mm -hmm. even if you're on that journey. And I think that what happens is that you need to have that self-love be the first priority. Then you have to have very transparent conversations with him of how you can start to bring the intimacy back. You have to be able to talk to him about what it is that you want and also be open to what his needs are. You know, as we get into relationships, when we first start off, especially when it comes to sex— we start off and like maybe we both liked missionary. Maybe we both like to dress up. Maybe we both liked you fill in the blank. But as we grow, we change. Right. And maybe now I like something different, but I haven't had a space or felt comfortable to be able to express to you that I like something different. Right. I mean, and that's communication. Yep. And I think that in the sexual area, people – they are afraid to, especially if their taste change, they're afraid to bring that up because... It seems like you're judging another person or I don't. Somehow that dictates the love I have for the person that I'm right. with. Right. But it's not true. Mm -mm. Yeah. That's why, like, when you, baby, you started gaining weight, I was like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love you. But I would also love you if you decided... But it also took me a long time to get that. But now when you, like, squeeze my belly, it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs>
And on that note, we're going to take a break so you all can process the fact that me and Ian sound like perverts. (laughs) All right, friends, we'll be right back. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, friends, welcome back. You know, this is a three-part episode about relationships. It's about the I-2-3, intimate relationships. Two is friendship relationships. And three are intimate or friendship relationships where there is a third factor that is being bounding you two together. But today we are focusing on intimate relationships, those relationships you have with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your fiance, your boo, your bae. And here joining me in studio is my boo, my bae, my fiance, my soon-to-be husband. Oh, I cannot wait for this wedding. <laughs> I am planning an extravaganza. <laughs> hey, friends. Hey, friends. That is Ian Jordan, my sugar. Hi, sugar. Easy to your breezy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is our other nickname for each other. Easy on breezy. Easy on breezy. Easy on breezy. You know, I'm, I'm Jamaican, so you know when I take Ian to Jamaica all the time, um, we'll we'll be like, "Well, I'm easy," and he'll be like, "Well, I'm breezy." Yes. <laughs> Look at that. I'm turning my white man into a Jamaican. I love it. Um, so as you see, our friends have been sending in a lot of questions about mm-hmm. their intimate relationships because the thing is, as a lot of people need help on how to have clear, transparent conversations that are healthy about their intimate relationships. So you ready to help me answer some more? Yeah, let's go. This next direct message came from Jenny. She said, my boyfriend is always coming up with crazy ideas of wanting to do this or do that. Skydiving, deep sea diving, riding motorcycles. I love that he is adventurous, but I don't like doing these things. I feel that if I don't, I will lose my boyfriend. Whew. Jenny, are you dating Karamo? Let <laughs> <laughs> me be very clear. I am the one in our relationship that's like, I mean, do you want to scale the top of some mountain or bridge? But you know what? I have to say, Jenny, um, 
and maybe you do these things and you don't like them, but I I was in the same position you are. Kuromo's very, very adventurous. Like literally jumping out of the planes, doing all this stuff. And um and it, I mean that was totally out of my comfort zone. But as we start to do these things, they were exhilarating. And then I look forward to the next things. I think my direct advice would be to try these things um, before you just dismiss them out of hand. And by the way, I don't think he's going to leave you if you don't like to skydive. So, um, sugar. Yeah. I disagree with your advice. What? (laughs) I do. I do. I do. I love that you go on my adventures with me. But the reason... I know the reason you go on adventures with me is because I've also had a lot of context conversations where I have understood that you're willing to be adventurous. I want to go on clearly what Jenny says because I think a lot of times in relationships, we don't hear each other. Someone says, this is what I don't like. And then we say, but I mean, if you just try it, you'll you'll love it. I see. Jenny says... I don't like <laughs> doing these things. Got it. So for me, Jenny, let's start right there. You should never in any relationship feel pressure to do anything you don't want to do. And the fear of losing your boyfriend, that fear, we have to be able to get to the core of where that fear is. Because that fear is about abandonment. That fear is, well, if I don't do this, then ah, I'm going to be alone. And being alone is scary. And especially, I can say from a lot of the women I've interacted with, that's something that they feel like they have to do. Like, I have to please or I have to do things that I don't want to do just so that I can be in a happy relationship. And that is not true at all. If you do not like to do something, you do not have to do it. It's about you going up to your boyfriend and saying to him clearly, I do not like these things. And if he says what Ian just said, no, you should still try it. You should still do it. You say no and hold firm. Never be afraid of giving someone a no. Never be afraid of giving someone a no. No is the most powerful word. It is a very powerful word, and it can make you be so happy. Now, if there is a compromise, that could be, While you go do your adventure, I'm going to be down here on the ground waving and supporting you and so happy for you. Where you're now still enjoying it together, you're still going with them, but you're not actively, physically doing what they're doing. And I think that's a healthy compromise. That's really good advice. Thanks, baby. That's why. I (laughs) I was like, that's why you have your show. (laughs) Because as you talked and we talked through it, I was like, oh, mine wasn't right at all. (laughs) (laughs) Sugar, I don't say it's not No, because it took me back to a conversation we had recently about listening to what – hearing what the other person says in respecting what they say versus just hearing the words and then not acknowledging them and dismissing them. Yeah. Jenny, listen to Karamo. (laughs) (laughs) Is it funny that anytime I hear someone with the name Jenny, I want to be like, hey, Jenny from the block? Is that weird? It is. I know. It's a little cornballish, too. Sometimes the dad in me comes out and I say things that are so <laughs> cornballish. But you know what? I accept it. we do it. love Jennifer Lopez. We do a love Jennifer Jenny. Lopez rom-com on a Saturday afternoon. Oh, my gosh. I'm not leaving and, the TV. Me and Ian love a Jennifer Lopez rom-com. Like, her and Made in Manhattan. The Wedding Planner. Monster in Monster Law. Oh, my God. <laughs> she just plays, right? She just plays that woman I mean, that you're yeah. just like, I love. Right. Monster, Monster Law. Monster Law is everything. Those are the best movies. There's here. nothing wrong with that movie. Nothing. Not one thing. 
No it's wonder. so good. Yeah. It's like Jennifer Lopez is every woman I'm, and every gay man. Right. <laughs> just, and every gay and man, every, too. It's like, I'm just like, that's me. That's me. Anyway. Uh, I'm like, can we go home and watch a Jennifer Lopez rom-com marathon? Baby, anything that's going to make you happy, the answer <laughs> is yes. All right. Ready for the next next direct message I got? Yeah. Who we got? All right. It's from Meredith. Meredith said, my fiance won't give me her phone password. I keep asking her for it, and she keeps saying no. I trust her, but the more she says no, it makes me think she is hiding something. I've had girlfriends cheat on me in the past, but I'm hoping that this time it's different. What do I do? This is layered for me. Let me tell you something, Meredith. Let me tell you something. I feel your pain, girl. You are not about to lie on this broadcast. Ian changes his phone password. Meredith, I have the same (laughs) password for the past seven years. Fine, you're right. Karamo just just doesn't remember it because... I mean, it's it's just... You're I, right. I don't remember it. But since I can't remember it, it means you changed it. But I didn't. <laughs> I know. And I, every time I try to show you, you're like, no. Anyway, the other part of this was Oprah Winfrey just talked about this. Did she? Yes, about not giving Stedman a password to her phone. She said... Oh, she did. She said that, some that things that you should have to have for yourself, like yeah. in in a relationship space. I disagree with Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, I love Oprah. Um, but I I feel like, especially for somebody like Meredith who's had people cheat on her in the past and has trust issues, I I would feel like... Boom! Stop! There you go, baby. See? That's what? Why, that's why I love my sugar, because that's the real issue. This Meredith, this question is not about a password. It's about the insecurities you're feeling in this relationship because you have been cheated on before in the past. And your feelings are real and valid, but you have to start to acknowledge them so that you can start to grow through them. If you have had people in the past that have cheated on you, of course you're going to be suspicious of everyone that you're with in the future. It's human nature. If I get bit by a dog once, the next time I see a dog, I'm going to be hesitant if that dog's going to bite me. And that's what you're experiencing right now. But I think you're going to have to start to really open up and talk transparently about that with your partner. Clearly, you love each other. You're now fiance. You're engaged. It's no longer girlfriend, girlfriend. You're engaged, which is beautiful. But you need to be able to say, listen, I'm still having issues that have nothing to do with you. It's not that I don't trust you. It's that I don't trust my past. Oh, that's good. That's what it is. You don't trust your past. And so when you don't trust your past, it's starting to affect your present. And And it's going to start to, yeah, it's going to start to hurt your future. So you have to be able to say, listen, I need to figure out ways that we can communicate about when I'm feeling this. Because right now what's happening is that it's coming out as, give me your password. And right. accusatory. Yeah, accusatory. And she's like, no, I'm not giving my password. I don't have anything going on. And I'm sure the more you push, the more she's resisting because it's like, what, you don't trust me? Right. And so it's causing this unnecessary friction that you don't need to have. So if you take the password out of it and start to talk about what the real issue is, that you're scared of being mm-hmm. cheated on, that you're scared of being hurt, that you don't want to feel that again. Talk about those issues with each other get a counselor involved, it's going to be so important because that's the real issue here. I was also thinking, you know, everybody operates on their own paths. So her fiancé could be reacting in a way that is 
um, indicative of things that happened in her past. Exactly. Like, maybe she didn't do anything in her past, but she was always accused of something because of the other person. And I think it's a cycle. So I feel like you're right. You just have to take that out of it and address really what the core of the issue yeah. is. Yeah, in, is- in intimate relationships, it always – it's not what we see on the surface. It's not what we see. It's not about – like the 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 email we got earlier with which was I don't feel sexy and you know he's not responding in our sex life. That's about self love. It's mm-hmm. about how you're viewing your body. Yeah. This is not about an iPhone password. This is about trust issues. Right. And your past. And so you have to think about intimate relationships. What's the root of the issue? Not what's on the surface. What's on the root? Because at the root is where you find the issue so that you can grow through it. Yeah. I mean, and she kind of di- she kind of like diagnosed it herself when yeah, she but said, "Yeah, we we all we listen. I, we, we all have the right. tools. We all know because it's lodged in our subconscious. But it's sometimes just hard to face. Sometimes you know what? We all told. have the tools, but we don't know how to build with them. You better preach, baby. <laughs> you better preach. Ooh, is that an original from you? Yeah." A lot of people don't know how to take the steps. But the steps are a lot easier than you think. The first step is acknowledgement. It's what we've just done here. It's acknowledging what the root issue is. It's not the password. But do they both have to do they both have to acknowledge what that is? Is this a is this a mutual conversation between the two of them or is this her acknowledging within herself that this is why she's behaving this way. Every relationship is different because if one person has issues with their past, trust issues with their past, but the other one doesn't, then this is going to be a one-sided conversation. Now, the other person might have their own issues. So it's for both people to truly evaluate what their issues are so that they can have a real transparent conversation about what that fear is, where that trust issue is coming from. Once you acknowledge that, you have to be able, and I know it sounds so simplified, (laughs) you have to be able to truly have a conversation about how that made you feel first. So it's a saying to the other person, so when I was in my past relationship, this is how it made me feel. Because by acknowledging how it made you feel, Anytime there's a situation that pops back up in your relationship where you start to feel that, you can stop yourself in the moment and say, oh, this is not actually the moment. This is my past rearing its ugly head, re-triggering me and making me feel a certain way. So it's about understanding what the feeling is so you can call it out in the moment. So it's about first knowing That it's not about this, it's about something deeper, and then understanding how it makes you feel. Then saying, how do you need me to respond when you feel that way? Because the thing is, is that partners don't always have the language. So then they start Mm -hmm. to say, I'm going to respond how I think is best. But that might not support growth or you feeling healthy. And I think that's really key. Mm -hmm. You have to give people a space to grow through this. Mm -hmm. Because if it's taken them... 15 years of ignoring this past, you have to be compassionate that it's going to take them step by step to be able to grow through this, where they won't be putting those issues on you. All right, we got one more question, and then um, 
we're going to go watch a Jennifer rom-com. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one comes from Terry. Terry said, my boyfriend doesn't like my friends. He wants me to stop hanging with them. I love him, but I'm not sure about getting rid of my friends for a relationship. We have been together for five years, but I have known my friends since I moved to New York 10 years ago. What to do? Again, it goes back to communication about setting a clear boundary of what would it take for us to be in a space where I'm able to keep my friends and you still feel as if I'm respecting your needs? Because, yeah, you shouldn't have to get rid of friends for a relationship. And maybe in this case, because I don't have context, maybe it's about introducing them more so that everyone feels that they know each other, mm -hmm. so that now we're all talking, communicating. Maybe it's about the fact that your behavior when you're around these friends is different. Is different. Mm -hmm. So your partner is really just there to see you grow and they get nervous or fearful when you're not growing because you're around these people. You know what I mean? And that was something we had at the beginning. Like... Ian it literally, a, that literally just sounded like a conversation you and I had. Well, yeah, because you know, and and let me tell you something. In our relationship, I'm I'm, I'm no angel. Like we, I know how to communicate, but I am no angel. You know what I mean? So I don't want to seem like I'm picking on my sugar. Um, but when he first started dating, he had a group of friends that he loved to drink, 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 go out every night. And I'm not a drinker, and I do like to go out, but it's like I can go out, have one beer, and be fine. And so it was like. If we're going to grow and I'm going to introduce you to my kids and we're going to buy a home one day and we're going to get engaged, then I need you to understand that this behavior for me does not equal what I'm trying to move right. forward to. Those and friends so, were not – were enabling the worst parts of me. And that's what my conversation was. But – I knew I couldn't give you an ultimatum, and I think that's what's important. I think you need to be able to allow people to understand why you have a concern, but never tell them that they have to give up someone. Um, because I think that's unfair to you, mm -hmm. and I think it's really manipulative and controlling. So I think that for you, Terry, you have to get to a space where you're able to say to your boyfriend, I would appreciate you telling me what your concerns are so that we can talk about it, so we can set clear boundaries, but it's unfair for you to say, I have to get rid of my friends. Um, it's just like, think about it. If he was to say, you have to wear heels every day, you'd be like, uh, well, no. that might be fun Well, maybe you. she does. Yeah, maybe know. you want to. <laughs> but I'm saying like, anytime someone tells you that you have to do something in a relationship, that's not healthy. You know Well, what I mean? that's never good when you say them or me. Yeah, them or me. So I think it's getting to the space where you can talk about it, but you are then able to help him understand that those type of ultimatums are not okay. Sugar, I think you've done a really amazing job today. Thanks, baby. Yeah, you've done really, really good. I was nervous at the beginning. I could tell. I could tell. I could tell. But you you, you got it together. You got into your rhythm. I'm like, let's take more DMs. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll do another you know, part two of this. Listen, um, Sugar, thank you so much for being here today. For everyone to know, you can follow Ian at the Ian Jordan on Instagram. And remember, when it comes to intimate relationships, it's all about discussing your issues and fears openly. One at a time though, not bunching them all together, being able to communicate and talk about them. Also making sure you ask, have any of your needs changed? This could be about intimacy, communications, your dreams. You have to be able to talk about what has changed over the time you've grown because where you are in year one is not gonna be where you were in year five and you have to be able to have those conversations openly. Number three, 
Don't compare yourself to other people's relationships. Make sure you look at your relationship as your own and communicate about what works for you two so that you can grow together. And also remember the most important word for me in these I relationships is boundaries. Be able to set clear boundaries and talk about what works for both of you because at the end of the day, you're two individuals that are coming together and that's okay as long as you respect each other and move forward in a way that works for both of you. Listen, friends, I know that you're going to have very healthy I relationships in the I, two, three. Believe me, I am always here for you, friends, and thank you so much for joining me. Karamo is presented by Luminary Media, produced by Little Everywhere, hosted by me, Karamo. Music by Ernie Wooden and the Big Woozy Band. Remember, this is an entertainment advice show. If you need direct help or direct advice on a physical or mental issue you're currently dealing with, please contact a professional in your town who can advise you. As always, friends, for more healing and growth, check out more episodes of Karamo on Luminary Media. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.